weeks ago. Anybody remember what it's about? Prayer. Amen. Colin remembered. Put 100 points by his name back there, okay? He, he remembered. Amen. The secret to great power, amen, is what? Prayer. 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 Amen. My, I tell you what, uh, you know, our foundation scripture was James 5, 16, and I kind of elaborated on it in the first session there, but the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman makes what? Tremendous power available. Can we understand that? That's, that's a pretty simple sentence, isn't it? The effectual fervent what? Prayer of a righteous man or woman. Okay, say that's me. That's me. Makes tremendous power available. We have to pray. It's, it's available. God's power is ready and willing and, and wants to help. But we have to what? Pray. Amen. Call upon God. I want to say this today. The future of your life, the future of your family, the future of your business if you own one, the future of this church rests on the power of prayer. Amen? Absorb that for just a minute today. If I want my business to do better, I can, you know, strategize, have meetings, meet with my staff, synergize, whatever you want to say. But if I really want it to do better, I believe I better start blessing it and praying over it. Amen? Same way with this church. Again, the future of even this church depends upon prayer warriors. And so God has really put this series on my heart. There's a lot of different kinds of prayer. Sometimes we pray aimlessly, and some people even pray amiss. Amen, by the words of their mouth. I mean, you know, when you're praying, you're either praying in your spirit or you're praying with your mouth. Your lips are moving, right? Or, or, or you're, you know, again, praying within your, your spirit. So it's very important, I believe, how we pray and that we learn uh, how to pray more effectively. If I could share something with you today and teach you somehow how to pray more effectively, would you like that? Amen. Instead of just randomly saying, look, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray thee, Lord, my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray thee, Lord, my soul to take. That's, that's, a, that's good to learn to start, you know? But how I many you know you can express yourself to God? You can express yourself to God, and each one of us, if, if uh, Brian was over in this room and I was over in this room and we're praying, we're not going to be praying the exact uh, same way, are we? We're not going to be praying repetitious uh, uh, Paul uses the word vain jangling, okay, type stuff, words. We're, we're going to be, you know, how, how many has ever been so lost in prayer that you didn't really know what was coming up out of your spirit? You were just lost in the spirit. You were praying to God out of the abundance of your heart. So it's, it's very, very important, I think, that we learn how to, to pray. The first session we talked about the prayer of agreement. Anybody remember that? If any two of you shall agree, Matthew 18, 18, if any two of you, or 19 actually, if any two of you shall agree as touching anything in my name, it shall be done. Wow, that is powerful, isn't it? The, you know that word, uh, the, the Greek word, sympanio, remember that? Harmony, two souls knit together as one, just praying and believing, standing in agreement. I usually call it standing in someone else's shoes with them, amen? You want to make sure you choose somebody that's praying the same direction, right? You want them, and usually a husband and wife, that's, 
they, you know, something for their children or for their home. They come into the prayer of agreement. We talked about in Ecclesiastes 4, I believe it is, 9 through 12. Two are better than one, right? Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he has not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a three-fold cord is not quickly broken. The power of agreement. You know, you what you're doing is you are you're multiplying your spiritual strength, right? You're multiplying. You're coming together. And as, as Ecclesiastes, you know, Solomon was a wise man when he wrote that. Amen. You're coming together in agreement. So that was the first one, just for a brief uh, synopsis here. Number two, we talked about binding and loosing. Anybody ever use that prayer? Amen. Binding up principalities and powers and might. So if you look at that word bind in the Greek, it's dio, to forbid by an un- indisputable authority. If you look at the word loose, it's to permit or to allow by or to set free by an indisputable authority. And, and you know, it, I think this is a prayer that sometimes believers do not use like they should. You know, there's a lot of demonic powers that are fighting and warring against you and your family. And sometimes we try to, you know, uh, look at it with, uh, what's the word, with rationality and with reasoning and the way we live our lives. Sometimes we got to get on our knees and on our face before God and bind up those demonic powers, whether it's coming against your body physically or against your job situation or the enemy is using someone attacking you. Bind them up. Render them helpless. Amen? In the name of Jesus and loose the power of the Holy Spirit to move in that situation. So we spent, I don't know, five or ten minutes talking about that. If you weren't here, uh, all of our uh, sermons are at thehouseok.org or on our Facebook page, House of Restoration Church. So, number three, fasting. And I challenged you all to a fast, didn't I? How was that? (laughs) I love that. It, uh, it, it, it will uh, separate the men from the boys, right? It definitely, we, we, Bev and I have done it, and uh, I guarantee you, it's, uh, it's something. It's, you know, it's abstaining from food or other things, and that's it, right? No, that's a diet. To spend time with God, now we add that, and that's fasting. We abstain from these foods, and instead of taking the time to eat, we spend that time in God's presence, reading his word, meditating on his word, praying for needs in our lives. So it, it kind of takes our eyes off the things of this world and gets our focus back on God. Amen? Joel 2.12 talks about it. He says, uh, turn you even to me with all your heart and with what? Fasting and with weeping and with mourning. So there's definitely a power at work when we Fast today. We're going to look at some more types of prayer. We're going to move on into it. Number one or number four, actually, if you're taking notes, the prayer of faith. Is that important to pray in faith? It actually goes along with our foundation text, James five sixteen. It's the verses before that, verse number fourteen and fifteen. Let's read it 
uh, here together this morning. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And here it is. And the what? Prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Wow. Wow. Praying in faith. Not hope so, maybe so, I wish so, I know. It's speaking and declaring faith-filled words when you're praying. Amen? Now, there's a gift. One of the, how many of you know that faith is actually even one of the gifts of the Spirit? There's nine gifts. Everybody understands that there in 1 Corinthians, what is that, chapter 14? or No, maybe 12. Actually, 1 Corinthians 12 it, it, and, you know, there's other gifts listed in Romans and uh, Ephesians also, but the nine gifts that most of us understand, the word of prophecy, the word of knowledge, uh, discerning of spirits, working of miracles, uh, faith is one of those. Now, that's a special kind of faith that will come upon someone for a specific instance. Anyone ever had the, the prayer of faith just come upon you to pray over somebody, one person perhaps? Yeah, there you go. That's a special kind of prayer. Uh, or special kind of faith, but today we're talking about just when you're praying and calling up upon God, you are praying in faith. The words we speak when we are praying for someone or something, I believe, are very important. Amen? The words that we speak. Faith is what God wants us to use when we are operating in the spiritual Rim. You know, sometimes when I'm praying, Lord, I release my faith in you and in the power of your name and in the power of who you are. I am praying in faith today, believing, God, that you're going to move in this situation. You're going to help this person. You're going to heal this person. I release my faith now in Jesus' name. And we're going to get to that prayer in just a minute. Faith and the name of Jesus are pretty powerful prayers. Amen? So... You know, he honors his word when we pray in faith. We read in the Old Testament, we read in the New Testament, the many, many things that God did for his people that called upon him. Miracles and signs and wonders and a lot of supernatural happenings because somebody prayed in faith. Woo! Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus even taught this divine principle to his disciples and even reprimanded them when they were not praying in faith. You know, the story of Mark 17, verse 14 through 20, I'm not sure, we probably won't take the time to read that, but I'll just tell it to you. There was a man with a demon-possessed boy, and he comes and kneels before the Father, or before Jesus. He's heard about Jesus, and he comes to him, He's got a son that is throwing himself in the fire and in the water. It's a dangerous situation. This young man is, is demon-possessed. A, a devil has entered into this young man and trying to destroy him. And so he hears about Jesus, and he comes to him and his disciples. And, you know, you know he, he cries out, Have mercy upon me. You know, but the Bible says he first went to the disciples, and they couldn't help him 
they couldn't help him. You know, if we, and I think about this, we're, we're going to find out Jesus' reaction to this. A few chapters before that, there's a woman, the Syrophoenician or the Canaanite. We'll just say it that way. That's easier to pronounce. And everybody say Syrophoenician. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a mouthful, is it not? She had a demon-possessed daughter. And she came to Jesus, if you remember the story, and went to the disciples. And once again, they were busy. And actually, there might have even been some prejudice going on here. The, the Canaanites were not uh, the greatest friends with Israel. In fact, they were enemies of Israel. And so the, the disciples kind of rejected her, pushed her away. And so she finally pushes by, by them and gets to Jesus. And even Jesus said this, I'm sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> that, some people would have stopped there, right? I've got my hands pretty full just ministering to the house of Israel. And, uh, but she persists. She said, oh, Lord, but help, help my daughter. She's, she's, she's possessed. And he said this to her, another kind of a, you know, and really we can look at this and analyze it and think, boy, that was kind of, rude that was a little strong words for him but he says this it's not right to take the bread out of children's mouth and throw it to dogs <laughs> Ooh, that that's tough isn't it would we agree you know that's pretty tough that's like you know hey you're, you're down here but you know what he, I, I, I really believe he was testing her faith to see how bad she wanted this and I, boy, if ever, if ever there was a comeback in the Bible, here it is. She said this, you're right, but even beggar dogs get crumbs from the master's table. <laughs> I like that. I'll take a crumb, won't you? Praise God, it's better than none. A crumb is better than, than none. I'll take whatever you've got, but I need my daughter healed. And he said, woman, great is your faith done period end of story and she was healed from that very moment so this is happening in matthew 15 you know jesus you know again he's trying to teach his disciples to operate in the realm of faith and to pray for people in faith so we move forward two chapters as the story i was just telling you about the the man with the demon possessed Boy, they're, they're there again, and Jesus hears the noise going on and sees that they can't, they're, they're not doing anything, so he's pretty upset with them, isn't he? He's upset. You know, here I'm trying to teach you and train you, uh, so he's kind of frustrated with their unbelief, and he says this, You faithless and perverse generation, how long? How many times do I have to teach this to you and go over this and you still are not getting it? Come on! Sometimes I, I want to do that to y'all. <laughs> Blame Jesus, right? You know, come on! Get this down. You've got to pray in faith. So some pretty strong, strong words. One version says, how long shall I put up with you? Come on, let's get this figured out. So, you know, they're still operating with the same level of faith that they were the year before. 
Some people are still operating 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years with the same level of the faith that they had back here when they just first believed. Can your faith grow? Should your faith grow? Amen. As I look back over my life and I see the many miracles and signs and wonders that God has done. You know, I, I live in faith every day my business. I'm a straight commission. I, I think I've told you this before and I won't spend a lot of time here, but every day I wake up at zero. <laughs> and, and nothing's going to happen until a sale is made, right? I'm not going to get paid until a sale is made. So I walk in faith of a morning. I pray, God bless our business today. Bless, just open doors of opportunity. Give me favor. Give me leads. Give me people that want the product that I'm selling. And I, I, I call upon God in faith. So my, my faith, you know, over the years has just grown and grown and grown. And, I, and I'm, you know, even for this church, there's a great vision for this church of having our own place. And it's coming to fruition. I see it on the horizon. Amen? It is going to happen. Say it. It's going to happen. Amen. Praise God. Great is our faith in you, Lord God. So Jesus wants you to have a powerful, effective life, and he's showing us how. Praying in faith. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 23 in the Amplified. I like this. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable and faithful to his word. Will the enemy try to snatch your faith? Will he try to steal it? Just in, in no amount of time, he, you know, you're believing, you're here at church praying, someone even comes up and prays with, with you, and the enemy wants to snatch that faith that's been planted right out of your spirit, amen, and cause you to start doubting and living in fear. So we've got to hold fast. Say that. Hold fast the profession of our faith. If you look at that word, that uh, didn't actually use that word, but in the King James, originally it says, let us hold fast the profession. That word in, in Greek means the confession of our faith. you got to keep confessing it, don't you? If the signs don't appear within an hour or two hours or five days or, or ten days or a year, you keep holding fast in faith to the confession. The outcome will change. Can I get an amen? I said the out. Anybody here ever prayed in faith and had to hold on a little while before the outcome? There's a young man here today that, Pam, you had to hold on, didn't you? You had to hold on, your son. Hallelujah. Keep holding on. Keep standing in faith when it looked like, when it appeared to be, when it seemed to be like there was no progress. In fact, it was getting worse. Ever been there? Got the T-shirt on that deal. You keep making that confession, that bold declaration of faith and you watch God work. Amen. Some of you, I'm going to say it, you wouldn't be here today if someone hadn't prayed in faith over you. Mm, mm. 
Yeah, I know I wouldn't. My mom, <laughs> again, we talk a lot about her, but she prayed in faith for me. That's the reason I am here today. You know, could have been two. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday when I wrote that down. There could have been two different futures for my life and for your life. When we pray, God can change your destiny. I believe it. I totally, I've seen it. I've lived long enough to to see the power of prayer. So if you're one of those that you've been praying for a son or a daughter or a grandson or a granddaughter or a friend, a a close friend or a a relative, a, a co-worker, whatever, don't give up. Amen? Keep on standing in faith. Keep that confession going up to the throne room. Amen? And, and let's make sure, again, that we are speaking faith-filled words. You know, Mark eleven twenty three. I love, uh, what's his name, David Ingalls, uh, that, that wrote that song, Mark eleven twenty three is real to me. And right next door is Mark eleven twenty four. Anybody ever heard that song? These are the words of Jesus and my reality or something. I can't remember, but it's powerful. You know what it says? Let's read it together. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Wow. Wow. Man. Just let that stand up on the inside of you today. Amen. <laughs> Just get that down in your spirit. Amen. Let that stand up. Just that, those two verses. Write that. Whosoever shall have whatsoever when he prays, if he does not doubt and he holds fast the confession that he has made. We're going to talk later about it. There are certain situations, you know, uh, uh, that God has a will that is bigger than, than what we can see. You know, I, it's not good to pray for your mother-in-law to die, okay? Are you with me? God has some boundaries that, that he puts within that. We'll look at that under the next, or well, maybe the next to the last one. Number two, spend a lot of time on praying in faith. Intercession. Hmm. Anybody ever done any of that? Woo, hallelujah. Greek word, intonkeno. <laughs> intonkeno. That's it, to entreaty in favor of another, to mediate or to plead in favor of another. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 16 tells a story here of Israel. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness, it sustained him. Isaiah saw Israel's rejection of God, their willful, deliberate, and uh, rebellion towards God. If you read the verses and the chapters before this, 
And he was crying out. He was wondering, why are there no intercessors pleading for Israel? And it upset him. It stirred him in his spirit. You know, sin cuts people off from God, doesn't it? It separates people from God. And it offends God. And it also creates that, as we just mentioned, the separation. So do we need intercessors now here in 2022? Oh, Jesus, Lord, I, I pray for intercessors. I intercede for America, for this world. When I see, and you know, the, the headlines of the degradation and the, the morality and the perverseness and the wickedness and the rebellion and the rejection of God, somebody has got to get a hold of God. Somebody has got to get a hold of God and begin to plead the cause of of God's Holy Spirit being poured out. You see, there's two acts that go on before the throne. The enemy is bringing accusations. Are you with me? In the throne room of God. We see that in the pattern, you know, with Job and with other. I could give you several scriptures, but the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He brings his accusations. So somebody's got to, to be the intercessor. That's the other thing that goes on. In the throne room of God. There's accusations being going on by the being thrown up by the enemy, and there's intercession being thrown up by the people of God. Do we need intercessors? Amen. That's you know, I believe that's what's wrong with the church, that's what's wrong with families, that's what's wrong with America, it's what's wrong with a lot of I mean we can name a lot of things. No one's praying like they used to. Is it important, church? Are you grabbing hold of this? And, and again, I should have said this at the start of this series. I may have, and, and definitely again today. The purpose of this is to raise up. I know I said it in the first session. is to raise up what? Prayer warriors. Men and women of God that can cancel out everything the accuser is trying to do in the throne room of God. So it's very important. Uh, intercessors, we need you. We need you. Some of you uh, may feel the nudge right now and the urge. I hope you do. The prompting of the Holy Spirit to become intercessors. You know, John 17 in the Bible, uh, it's red. It's red letter. A lot of it, probably nearly the entire chapter. Jesus, this is what we would call his great intercessory prayer. John 14, 15, and 16, all red letters, too. He's, you know, he's, he's about to leave. He's, he's instructing his disciples. He's talking about the coming Holy Spirit, on and on. And then in chapter 17, he begins to intercede not only for his disciples, but he saw you. He saw you. Plumb down to you today. And he intercedes for you. If you look at the first uh, few verses, verse uh, I'm, I'm not going to take time to read it today, but verses 6 through 19, he says, Lord, you gave them to me. Protect them from the evil one. Unify them. Give them a full measure of joy. I like that, don't you? Sanctify them by your truth and then send them out and use them. That's what Jesus prayed over his disciples there in that great intercessory prayer. Then you get to verse 20, and here's where he named you. He said, all those who will believe. Oh, 
That's right. Say, that's me. That's me. All those who will believe. He prayed for you, interceded for you. And this is what he prayed for unity, that you might be one. And then he says it later, even the word complete unity. Bring them to me. Why? He said, to see my glory. That's a good thought, isn't it? Bring them to me. How many want to see the glory of God? Hallelujah. That's what he prayed over you. Lord, keep them from the evil one. Bring them to me to see my glory. Man, that will preach. And then another thing, let your love be in them, I pray, Father. So was Jesus an interceder? Yes. And you know, Romans 8.34 lets us know he's still interceding. Here it says, who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even now, where? At the right hand of God, who also makes what? Intercession for us. He is pleading your cause and your case before the Father even now. The enemies accuse and say, oh, Jonathan messed up. There's nothing, you know, he, he's accusing He's accusing constantly. He's not going to amount to nothing. He messed up, blah, blah, blah. Jesus is interceding. That's my boy right there. That's my boy right there. I got my hand on his life. He's going to impact many, many lives for the kingdom of God. Amen? So that's going on. Do we need intercessors? Amen. I pray over our young men and women. Praise God. They are champions. They are going to be giants in the faith. I see it. It's, it's, it's happening. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. So he's the advocate with a capital A for our defense. And he stands at the right hand of God presenting our case. You know, in the Old Testament, we're moving quickly. Hope you can listen quick. <laughs> Abraham, in Genesis 18 and 19, he interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah, didn't he? Remember that? Wicked, nasty, rebellious, perverse City, all kinds of shenanigans going on. He said, oh, Lord, he cries out, if there be 50, if there be 50, will you spare that city? God said, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Well, how about maybe 45? Abraham, the negotiator, right? And then he goes to 40. Then he gets to 30. Gets to 20, and he said, God, yeah, yeah, we, we can, if there's 20 righteous, we can even do that. Uh, he's really testing the limits now. How about 10, God? God said, yeah, if you can find 10, I'll spare that city. They couldn't even find 10 in this large, large city. Wow. And God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for their perverseness and their wickedness. So here he is, the intercessor Moses. God's about to wipe Israel out there he's he's Moses has been up on the mountain receiving the law receiving the commandments and he comes back down and while he's gone while the cat's away the mice will play right they got to playing and uh made this golden calf to be their god Moses is gone we don't know he may not even come back or show up we need a god so uh you know comes back down and of course Aaron I think it was was the one kind of in charge and Moses says, what's this about? I don't know. We just threw some metal, some gold in here, and out popped this calf. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
And then the blaming going on, right? This people that you... Anyway, what we find out, and God said, I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to wipe them out. The word in the King James said, I'm going to consume them. Back then, you didn't mess around. Fire would come down out of heaven. Man, it was... It was we were this different dispensation back then. Say, I'm glad for grace. <laughs> You're living in the best dispensation uh, there is next to the divine government that's coming amen praise god hallelujah so he pleads for him he asks god to turn from his anger how many of you know god even gets mad he did here anyway he was mad because here he's he's chosen this people and about to wipe them off and, and moses you know he, he he reminds god i think if you read the verses there that you know, hey, now, everybody's going to know that this was the children of Abraham, and you've promised to bless them, and you wipe them off. And so he, he becomes the intercessor for Israel there, and God spares them. It says God repented, and the Lord repented, and he didn't destroy them. So Moses, Daniel for the nation of Israel, on and on we go. We could name off a lot of different ones, but the bottom line is this. We need intercessory prayer going up, don't we? Amen. I think the better definition of intercession is love on its knees in prayer for others. Love on its knees in prayer for others. Pleading to the Father on behalf of someone else. Standing in the gap, changing life situations. Are you with me? Praise God. Number three, we've talked about intercession We've talked about the prayer of faith, and now we're going to talk about the name of Jesus. Anybody use that in your prayers? Hallelujah. Every day, preacher. Every day, in the name of Jesus. Our little red-headed granddaughter, Katie, we pray together at the house when they come out to spend the night, or we'll be, Bev will be praying with them, and, and we'll pray over different things. And if we say amen without saying in the name of Jesus, she'll shout it out. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> she has got this prayer down. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. You know, John 16. Let's take time to read this today. John 16, 23. And in that day, everybody say that day. Jesus is, Jesus is prophesying about this day. The day after his resurrection. In that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. What did he say? In my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. That's good. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time comes when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day, still referring, you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because he loved me, because you have loved me. And have believed, there it is, that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and I'm come into the world again. I leave the world, and I go back to 
the Father. He is giving them authority to use his name, isn't he? Right there. We see that. And, and we've talked about this before. You've heard me use the term exousia, a Greek word, delegated authority. He said, you're no longer going to have to mess with, with, with me pleading. You, you can go right into the throne room and use my name. I give you permission to use my name, the name of Jesus. How many know at the name of Jesus, the devils in hell tremble? There's been times in my life when I only had the opportunity to say, Oh God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And instantly felt his presence right there. So he's, he's teaching them about this new relationship that they would have post-resurrection it's what I call the Christian's power of eternity. Power of attorney. How many is familiar with power of eternity? Power of attorney. There we go. Hallelujah. It affects eternity. <laughs> okay. He's given you the power of attorney. And when we look at that, the power of attorney, it's the authority to act for another person. Amen? It's the authority to act on behalf of or for another person. And there's no limitations. Here he said, whatsoever. Where we sometimes see a problem, God sees potential for a miracle. Woo! Let's th let that get down in your spirit. Amen. And that'll jerk the kinks out of your rope right there. Wow. Let that get down in your spirit. When we see a problem, God sees potential for a miracle. He can do it. You've tried it. And how's that working? <laughs> not so good, right? Give it to God. Why not? Give it to God. Pray in the authority that we just are talking about here in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare this and I'm standing firm on your word I decree it and it shall be in Jesus name hallelujah no limitations our part is to ask in his name hallelujah ever bought anything that said satisfaction guaranteed or your money back <laughs> you know sometimes that's 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 good and sometimes it's it's not that way isn't it anybody ever you know not been satisfied and it and it wasn't guaranteed i think we've all had some dealings like that i'll tell you today you know you can take this to the bank amen god's word is true and faithful you know here we here we are we come to god with this need and again it can't be something selfish selfishly motivated thing uh like uh lord give me the powerball numbers please god <laughs> Are you with me? Amen. I'd like to have the, give me those six. Is it six? I've never played, so I don't know. I think it's five or six or something like that. They got to all line up in a, like ducks on a pond, right? Give me those Powerballs. Or I mentioned the mother-in-law either. Anybody ever played, prayed for a gold-plated Mercedes? <laughs> no. I'm, again, it's got, we got to use some wisdom here. Amen. We got to use some wisdom here. Uh, Let's put it this way, something he would endorse. It has to be a need. 
Amen. Something that God would endorse. A genuine need. He won't grant requests also that he knows are not the best thing for us. God can see so much farther down the road than you can. Let's be honest today. How many has ever prayed today and not received what, what you prayed for? You've been there. I've been there a few times in my life. I'll give you one instance, though. Bev and I, we, I'm a realtor, and we saw a house. Uh, there's an addition out here west of Yukon called Lost Lake Addition. And I would drive through that place and say, God, boy, if a house ever opens up in here, I would love to live in this addition. Well, lo and behold, well, not long after that, I'm a realtor, so I look every night and every morning to see what houses roll in in the Yukon area. There's 2611 Lost Lake Lane. I'm like, ooh, that's the one right by the lake. Wow, i got to go look at that. Here, we're living in Mustang in a nice house. But how many know God will give you the desires of your heart? Amen. And so I drove out there, and we, we uh, got on it quick because I knew it would go quick. This has been 12 years ago. We got on it quick and signed a contract. Now, we haven't even sold the house there, so this is a big gamble. Fortunately, uh, we had flipped a house or two and had some cash in reserves. was able to do the... The down payment to secure that house and still have the other, the other house. Now I wanted that house in Mustang to sell, quickly. Quickly. When you've signed on the line for a note, Amen. You you want to transition and get everything taken. It didn't it didn't sell, in thirty days. It didn't sell in sixty days. I'm like, okay, another payments, rolling around. What am I going to do? God showed me, well, lease it out. Okay, do that. So I leased it out, you know, for a year. Again, when it came up, you know, the last, yeah, we're going we're gonna to not renew the lease. We're going to, one or two of them even had problems uh, leaving, owing me money. Are you with me? But they still made that, out because of them living in that house, I was able to make that payment every month. Do you understand economics here? They were making the payment for me. So about four years into this deal, God finally said, okay, that house is going to sell. I was like, woohoo, I'm glad to have that monkey off my back, amen? I walked out of that closing with $45,000 more than I would have had had it sold when I wanted it to sell. Are you with me? Give God praise, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. So sometimes, as I said, we pray and it doesn't happen right then. God can see down the road, can he? So, praying in the name of Jesus. Man, we could say so much more here. You know, uh, again, one person said it this way. When God, you know, thinking about our prayers, it's either yes, no, wait a while, or you've got to be kidding. (laughs) Amen? You've got to be kidding here with this. Anybody ever thrown up some of those? And God's like, you got to be kidding, man. Are you kidding me? So uh, let's stand today. We've got to land this airplane. Hallelujah. Praise God. A big God, isn't he? In closing, three things. Ask, ask specifically. Verse 24 says, you haven't asked for anything in my name. Have you know you've got to ask. Ask specifically. Ask with continued confidence. Verse 24, if you read it in the Amplified, says, keep on asking. Keep on asking. 
Amen. Don't give up. Sometimes we don't have what we've prayed for because we give up too easy. Keep asking. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then three, ask boldly. The name of Jesus. Oh. Oh. The name of Jesus is powerful. Do not take it lightly. Amen. There's people that throw his name around even like a curse word. Are you with me? Oh, when I speak that name, I'm reminded of what he's done for me. Hallelujah. Yes, give him, give him a hand clap of praise today. Philippians 2, 8 through 10 says it this way. If you really want to know how important the name of Jesus is. Philippians 2, 8 through 10. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, maybe we can... I'll read it to you here from my Bible. Hallelujah. Praise God. We still have a backup system here, right? Philippians. Now, is that in the Old Testament? No. no. <laughs> there it is. Okay. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. The power in the name of Jesus. One more scripture. Did you know there's no other way to be saved? than the name of Jesus. Acts 4.12 Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray the name of Jesus, church, and watch God work in your life. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for ears to hear today. God, the word has been transplanted into their hearts today, Lord. I believe the ears that heard this message today have received and welcomed the word of God. It has not fallen on stony ground. It has not fallen on ground that has thistles and thorns in it. It has not fallen by the wayside. It has fallen into good soil that will produce a mighty harvest in the name of Jesus. Lord, I believe it. God, there are needs within this body. God, as we learn to pray more effectively, as we learn the different kinds of prayer and learn the power that can come as we intercede, as we ask in the Jesus' name, as we pray in faith, as we bind up and loose and agree, agreement prayers and fasting prayers, God. Oh, what power. Great, great power there is in prayer. God, I pray you raise up even young men and women. Lord, children, the power of a, children's, of, a, of a child's prayer, Lord God, is powerful, powerful. They pray from the bottom of their heart, and they see you able. Lord, may we, you said in one place, if we don't humble ourselves as a little child, we will not enter in. Lord, so we humble ourselves under your hand today. Thank you, Lord, for 
mountain-moving faith, mountain-moving prayer, Lord, that's going up. If you're here today and by an upraised hand, you would say, I need to pray more. This is the bottom line. I need to pray more. God has touched your heart. Amen. I, I must pray more. I must quit talking about it, and I must start doing it. I must start blocking out my schedule. I must start blocking out and, and writing in on my calendar a prayer time, a time of communing with you, God. I want my family to have prayer times. Those of you that are younger and have children, we're gonna, it's going to be important. It's, it's going to be at the top of the list. That's the goal today. Hallelujah. To get you to praying. The future of this church, the future of your family, the future of your life <laughs> depends upon your prayers today. Lord God, we just, in this closing time, we just, it's a time of prayer, Lord, as it's stay and pray Sunday, Lord. We can start right here today, just a, a time of prayer. Lord, as Colin sings this song today that you've put on his heart, Lord, may we, maybe there's some needs in our lives. Maybe someone needs someone to just come and stand in agreement with them. Maybe there's someone they're interceding for, God. Right now, let this be a powerful, powerful time of prayer as Colin sings this song today. The God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you do just what you said. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast and let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me.
put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down. Yes, I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down. Oh, he'll never let me down. Oh, he'll never let me down. Yes, he'll to me. Great is your faithfulness to me, God. I see your handiwork. I know what you can do, Lord. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, Father God, we trust in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Praise your name. How many are going to pray more? Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask Jonathan one today to come and stand right here. They're going to serve you the elements for communion today. We're going to spend some time with Jesus here. He said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. I remember Jesus, don't you? He, uh, you know, hallelujah, what he's done in our lives. And not that it's a past thing. You know, remembrance is remembering a memory. I remember him today. Amen. I remember him today. I remember him yesterday. I remember him 50 years ago. But here today, we're looking back at what he did 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years ago, when he spilled his blood, when his body was pierced for our sins and for our healing. Amen. So if we could just start over here on this side, if you would just come by and receive these elements today, we will all partake together here in just a moment just hold on to them you do not have to be a member of this church to participate just 